Hello again, this is Brian Copeland talking, and this is episode five of the podcast Copeland's Corner, and this is going to be different than the other four podcasts that we've done. Um, the original format of this podcast, if you've heard the first couple episodes, is that I interview a guest, uh, usually a newsmaker, just about something that's going on in the world, and then I bring in a group of comics, and we have some fun with some of the news of the week. Well, last week, of course, we got hit with the fact that we are in a worldwide pandemic, and as a result of that, I changed format and uh, instead decided to talk solely about what it is that we are going through and how we can best protect ourselves. Uh, I thought we would get back to the regular format or at least try to get back to the regular format today because we are in such dire need of levity and laughter, but it's hard to get comics because all the comedians are on lockdown. Um, we used to go into a studio in San Francisco to record this podcast, and I am recording this one from my dining room table because I am on lockdown. You know, here I'm in one of the nine Bay Area counties uh, where we are in shelter in place. We are not supposed to be leaving our homes except for essential reasons, such as going to the grocery store or going to the drugstore or going to the doctor or get outside to take the dog for a walk so the dog can relieve herself. Um, other than that, we're on lockdown. So um, I decided not to risk it and not to come into the studio. I was going to go ahead and come into the studio anyway, but I decided, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm, the only way that we're going to flatten the curve, as they say, is to do what it is that we're told and to follow the, the directions of the CDC and of those uh, who are I was going to say who were in charge, but is there really anybody in charge? And that's the thing that's so crazy about this. I mean, usually when there's a disaster like this, you have got um, some kind of leadership that's coming from the federal government. And instead of leadership from the federal government, you know, from the president and from the president's team, um, you know, initially we got that this was a hoax. Initially we got that, oh, it's, it's 15 cases. It's going to go away. Initially we got this is the Democrats out to make Trump look bad. And by the time we got to the place where it's uh, spread so much and spread so quickly and we started to see so many deaths, now finally the federal, go federal government's doing something, but not before a, a patchwork of various methods and various methodologies was, was put together individually by, by local municipalities and by the governors of states. You know, so is there anybody in charge? Not really. I mean, at, at this point, there's really not really anybody in charge. It kind of depends on where you are. You know, I was watching Rachel Maddow last night, and there are seven states where they're still not taking this seriously and where they're doing absolutely nothing. Uh, Idaho and Mississippi are the two that come to mind where they're doing absolutely nothing. Meanwhile, here in California, the governor of California says that there is a possibility that 56 percent of the population of this state, 56 percent of the population of the state of California uh, may be infected with the coronavirus by the time that this is over. So. I have been sheltered in place for the course of the last uh, two days. I am going stir crazy. I take the dog out for a walk. You know, usually I have my routine where I get up in the morning about four o'clock. I do a little bit of writing. Then I go to the gym for a couple hours and then I come back and I start my day. And, you know, I'm just I'm, I'm stir crazy. I'm like I, I paced a whole a a a a. Paste meaning, you know, from pacing back and forth a, a path in my hardwood floors 
because I am I'm so bored to tears and, and ready to get out of here in this just being two days in. But this is where we are, and this is what it is that we have to do. Um, as I record this on, on Thursday, Thursday afternoon, about 5 o'clock Pacific time, we're up to 10,000 confirmed cases, and there are a lot more. They believe there may be 10 times that amount because we don't have enough tests. And because we have not tested enough people, we don't know exactly how widespread this is. And the, the most depressing and distressing part of this whole thing is that we continue to hear with each and every report that this is not the worst of it. This is not the worst of it yet, that we're just starting. This is just the beginning of it. It's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. I mean, this is just, you keep hearing the word unprecedented, and it is. You know, certainly not in my lifetime have I seen anything like this. The closest I can think of in terms of this is is things I've read about the Great Depression of the 1930s and the 1940s. I went to the grocery store, went to Safeway uh, yesterday morning. I went early, like 7 o'clock, thinking I'll get there at 7 a.m., and maybe there'll be some some toilet paper there and some of the other things that people have been hoarding or have been hard to get. And there was a line that went around the block to get into the store. And I'm thinking, this looks just like the pictures I've seen of bread lines during the Depression, of, of people who were out of work, standing in line, hoping to get something to eat. And it's because of social distancing, they were letting people in five at a time. Five people came in, you could do your shopping. Then when those five people left, they let five more people in. And then once you got in, most of the shelves were bare. You know, I was able to get some eggs and get a little bit of uh, a little bit of almond milk, a couple of fresh vegetables, but that's it. You know, there are shortages. I mean, this is something I never thought that I would see in my lifetime. And I don't know how this ends. And I would be a liar if I told you that, it, that I wasn't scared and that it didn't scare me. But the thing that I think when I start to feel scared and I start to feel afraid, and the thing I'm going to tell you to think when you start to feel scared and you start to feel afraid is that we'll get through this and that this is the United States of America and the United States of America has led the world for generations. And even though we have slid somewhat in terms of our esteem in the eyes of the world in, in recent years, we're still the United States and we still lead the world and we will figure this out and we will stay strong and we will find a way to get through this. But the most important thing is to social distance, you know, stay away from people. If you don't need to go out, then don't go out, stay home. And I saw the pictures from, I think it was Palm Beach, Florida, spring break, where you've got all, all of the, the college kids out on the beach, just, you know, not concerned about it at all. You know, there's this fallacy that if you're young, you can't get it. And it's just not true. If you're young, you certainly can get it and you can get very, very sick. In terms of the people who are passing away from it, uh, it's, it's generally older people or people with some kind of underlying conditions, uh, but you can absolutely contract it and you can contract it and not know that you've got it. Maybe, maybe you'll get it and you won't get sick, but then you'll go home and you'll go visit your parents or your grandparents who are in the age group where it's deadly or who do have some kind of uh, underlying medical condition or, or autoimmune condition where this virus could be deadly. So, you know, millennials, stay home. You know, st stay home. 
this is serious and we need to take it seriously. I live in San Leandro, California is my home. It's right next door to Oakland. And I can see from my backyard, the Oakland airport. And usually there's just all kinds of traffic, you know, airplanes flying to and from the Oakland airport. And I'm sitting here looking out the window right now and there's nothing. I mean, there's always a plane that's, that's taken off or a plane that's landing. I mean, there is nothing. You got flights that are grounded. As I said, this is unprecedented. This is unlike anything that I've ever seen. And the only way that, that we get through this is that we stop the spread of this virus. And the way that we stop the spread of this virus is that we do what they tell us to do. And by they, I mean, you know, who the, the, the scientists and the CDC who are saying that we need to stay away from each other. And if you don't have to leave your house, don't leave your house. Stay home. And this could go a couple of weeks. This could go a couple of months. This could end up going until the, un, until early fall, depending upon the spread of this, and depending on, on how well we follow the advice of the experts. So it is my hope that I can get back to the regular format of Copeland's Corner and I could bring you some humor and some laughter and some satire uh, as we look at the absurdities of the world. But unfortunately, this isn't that week. Unfortunately, this isn't that time. Not when there are people dying. Not when we are up to 140 deaths and counting here in the United States, not when we're at thousands of deaths around the world as a result of this. You know, unfortunately, I, I can't bring you the levity I'd like to bring you, but I will. I will, and I will be in the studio with a room full of comics at some point in, I hope, the very, very near future. But in the meantime, you take care of yourself. Um, there may be another edition of Copeland's Corner next week. There may not. It just depends on what's going on in the world and what this fluid situation uh, is like when we get to next Friday. But take care of yourself, take care of your family, and keep an eye out for your neighbors. I'll check you out next week, I hope. Take care. Mm-hmm.